0: Welcome to 3D, your source for great NBA talk from our spot here in the T DOT. My name is Dave Levitt, that's the D. This week's three, we recap the Raptors' season and kind of see what's left and maybe point the direction as to where they could go come uh, August, I guess, would be agency. We also look at the award winners for the Big Five Awards. Whether they're finalists or not, we make our picks. And finally, we look at whether the Warriors are Donna's title contenders as currently constructed my guest this week is harrison chu he's back in the chair back in the saddle we're glad to have him so sit back relax and let us walk you through the big three stories from around the association hey harrison how are you i'm good david how's it going good 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 week so far enjoying the weather yeah, beautiful week and the Clippers
1: lost yesterday so it's great.
0: <laughs> All right, so we know where you're going with it. Well, uh, we'll dip into that soon. You want to jump right in? Sure. All right. So, topic number 1 this week is uh, I want to sort of put close the book a bit on the Raptors for now on the season that was you know, like Masai had his end of the uh, end of the year press conference, Kyle had his like epically long uh, goodbye conference it seemed. Yeah. Um So yeah, your thoughts, like uh, the Raptors put up, they said that it was, you know, it was really hard this year being down in Tampa, being displaced, being the only team that didn't have quote unquote home games. Uh, I'm on record as saying, I'm not a, I'm not, to be honest, uh, I think that was true for maybe the first month of the season, but after that, you know, you figure it out anyway. But um, yeah, your thoughts, what are your thoughts on the Raptors uh, last season?
1: uh it's definitely a forgettable season it's definitely we coughed up to them moving to tampa it's definitely not the toronto raptors season it was a tampa bay raptors season that's for sure (laughs) okay um yeah i i definitely agree with you part of it is definitely the beginning part the rough part was you coughed up to the move but there was also the COVID stuff um yeah it was a disappointing season but to be honest with you with the who we had in the beginning of the season, I thought the furthest they'll go was maybe a first round playoffs or even a second round to be to 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 reach for the stars. But uh, overall, a forgettable season, that's for sure. And just hoping to move on to the next one, really.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think talent wise, they weren't. Uh, this was I mean, this was by design. This was a, a punt year, right? Like they were just like, OK, we'll see what we got. We'll just, we'll just go with it because they were chasing Giannis, right? And then when yeah. the Giannis thing happened right on, you know, at the – very just before the season started, I think everyone went, oh, oh okay. Um, but I don't think – and, you know, I know it's almost sacrilegious to talk about this in uh, in Toronto, but, like, Messiah and Bobby Webster didn't react properly, in my opinion, to the news. You knew that Alex Lynn and Aaron Baines weren't going to be the – weren't going to be the guys that you wanted, right? Yeah. So – until we were already out of the pocket, someone you know, us a, a center that can actually move and handle the ball, hundred percent. You know, so I think I think there's 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 some stuff there. So going forward, which is the bigger storyline: Kyle Lowry leaving, potentially leaving Raptors, or Masai Ujiri's contract situation?
1: Like, which one? is... You- I I honestly think it's probably Masai first because. I feel like the cards, the cards are really up in the air. With like with Lowry, you already sort of know that he might be leaving. We just got to see if we could sign and trade him. So I rather have a stability at the helm with with Masai, with someone who's been sort of who helped build this this Raptors organization to where it is today. Because if you look at every other uh, president and GM, they don't have a system and and where they don't have an organization like to call their own and to call. Like the Raptors, like they are today, because if you look around the, the league, everyone everyone looks at the Raptors as a as an organization of stability, as an organization of growth and development, and Masai is just trying to get to the next step, where it's a, it's an organization where people want to actually come to the to the city and to fight to play for the Raptors.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I would I would I would agree. Um, I you know, like you look at you look at President GM's like head of basketball ops. In other towns, like Rob Palenka with the um with the Lakers, or uh, I'm trying to think of the, another big successful one. I can't even think of another team that had this that's had this run of success. And you can yeah. chalk the Lakers up to the fact that they're the Lakers. Like it's not yeah. hard to get free agents to look at your town when you're like, hey, it's the purple and gold. You can hang out with movie stars, and you might be able to meet Rihanna. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not a, it's not a hundred
1: percent. It, the it's mo- there's no, there's no, there's no legacy behind it. There's no, like, right. I think a good, a good parallel could be the Spurs, right? Like look at what Greg Popovich did with that organization, a small town sure. market, not, not really a place that everyone goes to, but at least, you know, what you're getting with the Spurs, right? Even as a young gun or a young player, you go into the organization knowing that, okay, I'm going to get the reps in, I'm going to get developed and uh, it's going to be a hard coach team. Um, but I'm down for that because you know, I, I want to be a basketball player or whatever, right?
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I think the Spurs comparison is probably the best one. I mean, the Spurs all had the longest run of you know playoffs and and success, and they were back. You know, uh, they had no business being um, de- really that great this year, and they and they clawed and fought. That's a that's a tribute to Pop, his staff, yeah. and but the bigger the biggest one comparison the point of comparison, I think, is the development. Yeah, you know. San Antonio for years did not have high high picks, but they they take young guys. I mean, look at Keldon Johnson, like that guy. Yeah. No one was talking about Keldon Johnson coming out of college, and now he's he's a sol- He's turning into a solid, if not really solid, player.
1: Yeah, he is. And then it just goes to show that uh, scouting, um, development, those are very important stuff. And I think that's something that we've al- we also replicated here. Look at our mm-hmm. two young guys too with Flynn and. Uh, uh, Harris, they they're looking like decent uh, NBA players at the very least, right? So,
0: yeah. Oh, absolutely. To the you know to the point that, and I'm gonna jump back to them in a second. But like the other guy, I would I would throw in, toss into that, even though he's not with our team anymore, is O'Shea Brissett. Yeah. Look
1: yeah. at you
0: know O'Shea Brissett. You know, I he, he clearly went down to the G League after getting waived this this season and has turned you know turned it up a notch. That guy looks like a player now. Someone you, you he's he's definitely in your top eight or nine on on most NBA
1: teams. Yeah, serviceable big uh, serviceable wing, right? That that plays defense at the end of the day, and that's that's across the board. You could even look at like players like JV, who's a centerstone of that young know, Memphis team, or or uh, other players like Norm, right? Like he's gonna yeah. hopefully yeah. Make, become playoff Norman trailblaze across the play, playoffs
0: there. I got them beating Denver in the first round, and then he's a big part of that, so yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay, so that. last last question on the Raptors. Um, is it time to turn the, the roster over? And I mean and to say, like, Kyle Lowry's 35, and we, we, we all kind of agree that he's likely – they got a home for him here, but I don't think you give him the thing. Like, if he's looking for $30 million, I, I, I'll be like, that's okay. We'll see you at the statue. Um, but – is it time to sort of turn the stream over and, and go really young and, and sort of like, like Van Vliet's 26, Pascal's 26 or 27, uh, OG's 23. You know, do you go, do you, uh, Gary Trent, I think is 21, 22. Like these guys, you know, let them be your, your workhorses and then just kind of fill out the roster. A little bit like what they did with Vince Carter and Teresa McGrady, where they went and they signed like Del, Del Curry and a Kevin Willis to sort of Give them a little bit of protection but otherwise yeah. the 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 primary you know, focus will be on the young, really young guy
1: yeah i i think i'm comfortable with both ways um like if we sign like at the end of the day i'm expecting us to re-sign lowry or and go with either a sign and trade um or if we do keep him honestly i don't mind that either just having that veteran presence uh and then maybe trade him at the the last couple of years of his contract whatever but I, yes, at the end of the day, I am excited for the the new page that we're sort of going towards, where we're we're putting it more most of the deck into our younger guys, see where they go, we we'll see where they fit in, and I think this end of the season was a really good sort of um, sample of what what's going to happen. Right, we were putting Pascal in situations and trying to close out. We were putting uh, Fred and and Pascal and just letting them take over the 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 team or running plays for og and stuff and i think that's uh, just a tidbit of what's going to happen next year uh minus the fact that we're going to get fade uh we're going to get uh, chad in the on the uh draft pick hopefully cross my fingers but yeah <laughs> you're 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 that's swinging
0: awesome. big there in the draft but yeah but uh, but listen this is a deep draft and even if you're not going to get like an you know like a, a superstar you're going to get yeah. a really good player this year in the top 10 like that's yeah. just that's just proven so we're gonna get someone good in the top 10 and we you know uh the average you know fan may not have followed the all of college basketball over the last year and a half because you know it's been does this tournament play you know that but I'm telling you I think I think this year's draft based on everything I've read is is trending towards like a really solid you're gonna get a bunch of you're gonna get a really good NBA player in the top 10 the top 15 so you know yeah. like I'm I'm uh, I'm excited for them to add. Maybe they, the ping pong balls bounce their way, and they get into the top five, and they get a really great player. That'd and then, uh, yeah. and then
1: that's, we go from there. That's, right? Yeah, that's definitely like the hope, like at least a top five, or where we're sitting at is like we're supposed to be a top seven, or at least a top nine, t- top uh, pick. So yeah. those that's a that's an area I'm comfortable with. It's exciting to see what this organization will do with a, a high draft pick like that, um, with competent sort of front office at the helm, um, instead of, uh, our baryani years, but yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, Ilmago looked really good on tape. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, well, we'll, I mean, this is a show that never, never stops talking about the Raptors. So we'll talk more about them when they're a little more relevant to the conversation, you know, around the draft, around pre-agency, that kind of thing. Let's, uh, let's jump to something a little more, a little more fun. Um, talk about end of season award winners. You can go off the list of the finalists if you want. I'm I'm not I'm not tying myself to that. I'm saying who I would pick for MVP, defensive player, that kind of thing. So yeah. where do you want to start? MVP, defense, most improved, coach or rookie? Where where do you want to go first?
1: We we go MVP,
0: just go big. Let's just just, just go smash it right out of the park. All right, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Who you got?
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Jokic and everything he's doing and considering Everyone thought after Murray is going to get injured, um, they thought they thought they to go on a little bit of a slump. Yeah, everything that that that, the, that team does, you could tell it's all circus. It's all focused around Jokic and everything he do he does, from rebounding to just being an anchor of their defense to the passing and, and, and the speed of their team. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like he's been the most healthy. He's been playing most of the um, minutes and the games so far. Considering what the season is like, I would give it to him because he's been the most consistent um, and the healthiest.
0: Uh, okay, yeah. Listen, I, I can't I can't knock that. And of the three finalists, I think he's probably the most deserving. I think Steph Curry got on a heater towards the second half, uh, maybe in the last third of the season, and that's what pushed him into that third spot, in, in my opinion, for MVP. But – Uh, My choice is not in in the top. it's not even been talked about too, too much. It's Chris Paul. I've been on the Chris Paul MVP trains for for months. I think Chris Paul, what Chris Paul does, if you look at Phoenix, like Phoenix didn't sign a big free agent. I mean, Jay Crowder, you know, aside, they didn't sign a big free agent. They didn't change their coach. They didn't change their core big, you know, players. The One thing they swapped out is they went and they got Chris Paul. Mm. And they went from a team that was on the bubble, eighth place. You know, now they had a great run in the bubble when they were 8-0 and stuff. But they were kind of, you know, they were not a team that anyone picked. And look at where they are. They finished with the second-best record in the league. Yeah. They got them organized. So, to me, Chris Paul is the, MVP, the true MVP of this team.
1: No, I, I think you definitely have some pointers there. Um, I think definitely it, they, are good, uh, they are definitely in my top two picks for uh, the MVP. I think what's different for me is uh, obviously, like, the talent base there. At the very least, you could sort of say Devin Booker is a really strong – he's a good number one, and he's a really strong number two, right? Oh, he's so a great If you look number. at Denver, after after Jokic, unfortunately, with Murray Vaughn, like, there's not really a solid number two there to support him anymore. Um, you could say Market Porter Jr., but he's still a young gun that's coming up. He's a solid number three. Well, yeah, but They're I agree. I agree with Chris Paul is a great pick for MVP candidate for sure.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much. All right. Let's go to yeah. defense. Who you got on the? Who's who's the best defender in the league this year?
1: We'll give it to Gobert for what it is. Uh, his numbers are nice. Navs are in the number one spot. I mean, Jazz are in the number one spot. Yeah, I would I would pick Gobert.
0: So I, uh, you know, and that's just not just to be contrarian. I actually think Gobert. Um is is great. I think but I think to me I it always goes to a big guy and I really love um what uh Ben Simmons has done in Philadelphia. He oh, yeah. he can guard one he can guard basically one to five. He's yeah. done it on the perimeter, his steals are up. He uh Doc Rivers, I don't know, has unlocked something on him on the defensive end where he's motivated. you, you know, like in the past Ben Simmons has always had the tools, but does Ben Simmons have the motivation? And it didn't always look that way, right? Yep. But I gotta say, I, I think I think he edges past. I think Ben Simmons wins this year.
1: Yeah, I just have a bias towards 76 Sixers, I guess, but uh, or <laughs> unbiased towards 76ers. But no, I definitely agree with you. The only counterpoint I'd say is like, look at who's around him. I guess, um, like okay, good point. That, yeah, and being in the back court, uh, in the in the front court with him in the in the center position, and then sometimes you have a Mat- Matisse Thybul that's also on the wing with him, right? Yeah. So sure. yeah. those are those are huge assets in terms of defense. Um, turn around if you look at Gobert, that whole that whole team runs on a team team oriented defense, and at the end of the day, he's the one that's sort of bailing them out on a lot of positions and and covering a lot of space for them. No, you're and right. All, you're Simmons, right about that. Simmons, yeah, Simmons is a great defender. He's definitely one of the top, top five, top six wing defenders at the very least. So, right. Yeah. So I agree. Uh,
0: no, I, you know, your, your point about Colbert and the, your point about the um, the team around him is, is, is important because no one's going to confuse Donovan Mitchell with someone who, you know, prior defense over offense. Um, yeah. Mike Connolly, you know, when those in, probably in the Grizzly years was I would say right up there, but He's just, he's, uh, to me, he looked a step slow in the past year or two. And, yeah. You know, Joe Ingles, uh Jordan Clarkson doesn't, you know.
1: Yeah. Jordan uh, Clarkson is uh, a turnstile. Like, he's yeah. hes not going to play defense. And Ingles, yeah, he plays Ingles, but they're putting coming him off the bench sometimes too now. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think Colbert kind of bails them out a, a lot of
1: times. Good point. All right. Who's your most improved player this year? Ooh, I think you like this one. I like, I really like what Julius Randle is doing. He's having uh, a Siakam Siakam type year. If instead he's actually closing out games and stuff like that, right? So,
0: yeah.
1: um, he's definitely gone above and beyond. Like, if you asked me last year, who would I pick between guys like Siakam or Randle? I definitely would have said Siakam, right? But look at what he's done this year. I think he's carrying. He's going to carry that team to hopefully a second round playoffs. But we'll see what happens.
0: Oh I think I think I think the Knicks um I think the Knicks collective defense and then yeah. Julius Randle is going to be enough to beat the Hawks that's what I have but I agree with you 100% I think um I think Randle is to me the uh, the guy um nobody I mean part of this award is around hype right like part of this like if we're picking uh, for the, for the league part of this is like which guy is you know is generating the most like, oh my gosh he's taking a step but yeah. then you just look at statistically, and you look at Julius Randall. Just like put aside all the all the clips and stuff. Just look at the numbers. Like he has improved in every single statistical category. Yeah, his three point shooting was under thirty percent last year, and now he's almost at
1: forty. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous that, jump.
0: That's a huge jump. And then you and then when you go and just watch the tape and t- put the numbers aside and just watch the tape, separate the two again. You watch him, and he just like. This is the guy who looks like he is you know, convinced that he's the best player, if not the best player uh, uh, on uh, on the court. He's definitely the best player on his team, and he's taking that that confidence and that swagger he, to the point where he's like, guys can't stop me. Like he yeah. is deadly. Uh, you got to you got to pick him up at the three because if you give him room, he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna likely hit it. But then the other yeah. thing is he can come in and he, he you know he's got that the he catches the ball on the on the. Uh, low post brings yeah. it around, and then he can hit that free throw fadeaway, and it's it's deadly.
1: Hundred percent, and I think it's great too. Like to see his leadership just exponentially improve this year, right? Like, ah. there, if if there was one thing I was missing like, before Derek Rose was there, like you you before the season started, you would have been missing a, a leadership or a, a veteran type player really there. But he's taken on to that task, and he's taken on to Tibbs' uh, system really well. And I think that's great for a young player like RJ Barrett to see, to see a, a player like that sort of, um, not really just not not playing up to his talents, and that the league was sort of saying that around the league too. Mm-hmm. But now reaching maybe above his his potential and like or exceeding the, the potential and then carrying, hopefully um, the next to something special this year.
0: Yeah, I mean um, the thing that's interesting about. Uh... About Randall too is you know when he, was, when he went to the Lakers, no one thought he was going to be a, a franchise leader. They thought this is a good piece, It's a good solid.
1: piece. Yes,
0: yeah. And then they're like, ah, oh, well, you know, it's, you know, the numbers are okay, but he was on a crappy team. Let's just put no. it right. And then he went to New Orleans and he had a good season. He had, mm-hmm. like he was good, and that's why the Knicks signed him because they were like, well, we couldn't get ex, you know these guys, so we'll sign this guy who's really solid. And I have to tell you. Julius Randle has, has said, okay, I'm 26 years old. I don't want to be just another NBA, a good NBA guy. Yeah, And he he's done it, man. He's done it. So I agree. MIP is there.
1: Okay, rookie yeah. of the year. Ooh, I'd go with my man, and man. Anthony Edwards. He's, he's been having a, the most consistent, and he's been staying the healthiest the most. He's been a fun to watch, man. He's definitely like – Everything you, the talent scouts, and everything was, everyone was projecting him to be sort of like a Dwayne Wade, sort of like just this excitable young man that's super strong uh, and has this confidence and swag about him that's sort of ridiculous for a rookie. Um, and he's fun to watch. In fact, he's probably more fun to watch his post game sometimes, sort of with his <laughs> interviews, because he's so, yeah, he's so innocent, yet, yet, yet sort of like young and, and sort of like a, uh, first time in the bright light sort of deal, but yeah, he handles himself really well. It's a funny, a funny interview for sure. Every time.
0: Oh uh, yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree. Um, I do, uh, you know, uh, I think since, since they made the coaching change and Chris Finch came in and, and defined a role for him, like yeah. they really gave him some awesome uh, and, and really defined an offense because the, it looked yeah. like they were just under Ryan Saunders, that the ball it was just like, bring the ball up and figure it out. You guys got, it. whereas Finch has put in like a, a, a serious um, screening offense, which, you know, frees up guys and frees up him to really attack the rim. Like his, yeah. since Chris Finch has come, come in and coached, he has just been, you're, I agree with you. I don't know that he passed LaMelo for me. I think I would still give it to LaMelo ball because of the impact yeah. he had on this team. Yeah. Right. But uh, I don't think it was, like, if you would ask this in the first half of the season, it's LaMelo by a long shot.
1: But credit
0: to Anthony Edwards, he has he has come on strong to the yep. point where I think next year you're gonna have that conversation as to who you know, is Lamello who's the better second year player or is it Anthony Edwards? And you I don't think you could be wrong saying that it's Anthony Edwards. But for me, this year as a complete rookie a season, I gotta give it to LaMelo and the impact he had on Charlotte because Charlotte has no, you know, Ch- Charlotte was kind of one of those teams that lacks some fizzle. You know, and he came in and gave them some star power, some swagger. He and I think Edwards, I think, had the biggest impact. And yeah. Charlotte looks like Charlotte finally, for once, you know, in however long, looked like they actually might have something going on and might be able to actually get in. No, I, I
1: you know what, I definitely agree with you. I think what happened with Lamelo was an injury factor, okay. and also, and also with for me, Anthony Edwards is the. Is a second option, right? At, even with DeAngelo uh, healthy, he's always a second option. Lamelo is not necessarily the second option all the time, but what I will agree with you is next year I think Lamelo will definitely be have a better overall overall game than Anthony Edwards would. Um, Lamelo he rebounds for you, he plays decent defense, and he he is just a joy to watch when he handles the ball because his court vision is just on a hundred all the time. He sees the people, he sees the people and makes the right pass at the right time. He's just makes that um, offense for Charlotte just a lot more smoother and just boosts up guys stats like Miles Bridges and stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, it'll be interesting with um what Anthony Anthony Edwards, you know, even said before like last year. I remember that quote where he was like, you know, truth be told, if I had, you know, had a choice to I, I think I like football a little bit better than basketball. Right. And everyone yeah. kind of uh It'll be interesting to see what his offseason is like. Obviously, he's going to go to Vegas and play in, in the August Summer League. Like, there's no question that he's going to go there. They're going to want him to get just more time playing, right? But yeah, I think the focus for him won't necessarily be on offense. It's how are you in coverage? Because if he can play yeah. a little bit better defense, his offense is explosive and he's only going to get better. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and and honestly, just looking back at that comment too, right? It's there's nothing really that wrong about the comment. Yeah, he he likes football first, but he's a basketball player, right? It just you just hope that it translates into him just being, um, just into learning more about basketball, increasing his basketball IQ, um, going through films and and positioning and stuff because he has the physical ability to do all that. He's so quick on his feet. He's so strong. Um, It's just hopefully he translates that love of football over to basketball. And I think it's there. It's definitely there. Because obviously there are are times he lacks judgment and he he sort of spaces out in the game. But that's what you get with rookies, right? It's about getting the right coach and the right system around him to see if he can improve from there.
0: Yeah, he needed an experienced teaching coach and Ryan Saunders wasn't it. And you just see the difference between Ryan Saunders and Chris Finch and that's it yeah that's, yeah like, and it's night and day with with the guys even even cat even even carl anthony towns who's a superstar he's a you know phenomenal player even yeah. he looks he looks better in a system that's designed for him
1: yeah yeah
0: you know no for too and long so,
1: they've just been it's 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 a lot more smoother there's a lot more like you don't have the ball in cat's hand the whole time as much which i like because you can have some positions with Cat handling the ball, but running it through him ideally isn't really the greatest. Sometimes.
0: No, 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 no. Um, I wonder, to, you know, we'll get into the, you know, we'll do a later show. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to do a, a big round roundtable a little later, um, in closer to the offseason about, you know, needs for every team. I'll spoiler my thinking for Minnesota is they need B-Lo to move on and they need to get a real point guard. They need someone 100%. to a floor general. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if someone like a Kemba Walker is floating around. Just saying, just saying.
1: Okay. Or, or just have Chris Paul make his rounds around the league. to, to better teams. <laughs>
0: uh, Could you uh, uh, legit Chris Paul with that kind of talent around him?
1: Oof. Yeah, they would be oh. scary. Like, and if you like, if you think Aiden is scary with Chris Paul, imagine cat flying down.
0: Yeah, that's what that, that's what I was exactly what I was thinking. Like DeAndre, yeah. Aiden, a very good player. But he is seventy percent, seventy-five percent of what cat is?
1: Oof. yeah, and cat isn't even on his full I don't I think cat is sometimes under chiefs to his talent pool. Because oh absolutely. remember he was in the same he was in the same stroke as guys like indeed guys like Anthony Davis and stuff, right? When they oh. were coming out of college. But mm-hmm. look at him now.
0: Uh you know what? I think I think however long he's been in Minnesota, however many seasons it's been. I think it takes its toll. You have a team that can't quite organize. You know, you, you, it's you you, and Wiggins, and then they bring in Jimmy Butler, which is great, and Tibbs is yeah. not necessarily the greatest coach for younger guys, or he wasn't at the time. Um, yeah. You know, and I think the Cat situation is one that's, that's really interesting. All right, Coach mm-hmm. of the Year.
1: Coach of the Year. Um, it's between fibs and Monty Williams for me. And I guess I'll go with Monty Williams because it's been a huge turnaround. Obviously credit to Chris Paul too, but he had a young team that wasn't even making the playoffs to the point that there are, there are top, te- top five contenders in the West. Right. That's, that's ridiculous. Um, and yeah, I, a part of it, it should be a, a co co award with him and Chris Paul together, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. For Monty Williams. Absolutely. Um I can't argue with that. That those two finalists, I I, I like both of them. Um yeah. I like Tibbs for what he's done, in New York. I think that that's um, the only reason I might pick him of your two finalists is I would pick Tibbs slightly, not because of my next bias from when I was younger, but, <laughs> but because although that is still you know it's the pride. But I left it, left back it up
1: for you. I knew What's you were going to pick it. But I left it up for you.
0: Yeah, I know you. You that was a lob. That was that was the call to to my Blake Griffin 2003 stuff. Um, yeah. No, in 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 truth, um, I think I like Tibbs only because of the pressure of New York mm-hmm. uh, adds such another factor, right? Like you yeah. are coming in. Everyone doubted the hire. Yeah, everyone was like, what? "Really, we're bringing this guy back in? The guy he's gonna crush all of our young, but like." For all of the, the the flowers we're giving to New York, what happened to Mitchell Robinson exactly? Where's yeah. Mitchell Robinson? Yeah, injured, quote unquote. Like, come on. Like, I mean, like, yeah. Mitchell, listen. If you had asked me who was one of the most important players on my team coming into the season, Mitchell Robinson was right up there.
1: But, I agree, but I, with the same note too. Like, look at how he transformed the Noel. Uh, Noel Orleans- is now a
0: beast yeah. inside. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why. So that's why it's a tough call because um, the only other guy, the only other guy I would think of would be um, maybe Nate McMillan in Atlanta because it, people forget that when when Lloyd Pierce was let go and whether that's right or wrong, it, it's.
1: I think it was, it was a little immature, no. but yeah.
0: I think so too. I think it was yeah. too, but Nate McMillan took a team that was what eleventh. <laughs> Eleventh yeah. in, the, in there, and brought them all the way up to almost home court advantage.
1: Yeah, would he be the first head coach to get fired and also get the award?
0: <laughs> Who's that? Uh Nate, uh, Nate Millen.
1: Yeah, because he, get, he gets fired from Pacers, and then yep. you know.
0: Oh yeah, no. I mean, these guys have been let like, go and then turn around. But I would, I would think that yeah. Like, can you imagine in the in a year within within one season? Yeah,
1: that's crazy. Yeah.
0: And don't you think Indiana's kind of looking at it like the. I'm sure they're happy, you know, that they got to the play-in tournament and they, you know, won a game, and now they're in blah, blah, blah. But let's be honest. If they're looking at Nate McMillan and what he's done and what Nate Bjorkren's done, Nate Bjorkren didn't turn the corner Yeah, yeah. So it would be interesting and, to and know
1: I'll, what Unfortunately did, but... for for Nate Bjorkren, too, he was trying to fit a system on a very shortened season, and mm-hmm. I guess it sort of frustrated the players because – Man, like look at how we were doing the first uh, the first half of our season with our defense, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have all five guys pulling on a string, there's gonna be a lot more loose holes and loose loose ends that are being exposed in the NBA. But in the beginning, in, I don't know, I think Nate Nate has uh, had a bad Nate Bjorkin had a bad uh, rep with that that article. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I agree. I think I think with Bjorcorn, you know, I, to be honest, I think if if I'm the Pacers, I'm not I'm not reacting to that. I'm going to see how it starts. But but if I'm Bjorken, I have to know that I got to get I got to change some of what I'm doing. Yeah. Number one and number two, I better hope that we get off to a good start next year. Because if
1: you to know, be honest, I feel like that article was a hit piece let out by the organization itself. So they have a reason to let it go this year. Really? Yeah. I, I that's yeah. I don't know. Like do you think stuff like do you feel like Indiana Pacers will let something like that leak out that easily? I don't know. I feel like they're always the type of team that has nothing going on, and whenever there is some rumblings of some stuff, it's because I don't know maybe Larry Bird wants to get something rolling or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But that's interesting. I didn't. I didn't think about it like that. I just thought about it as the players, you know, just had enough. But that's that's an interesting angle. Yeah. Well, we'll find out soon enough because um, you know uh coaching carousel coaching firing season is you know weeks away like yeah. it's, it's, it's coming all right final topic for the day dream on green came out yesterday and said or the day before and said uh you know we're a ways off from being you know we got to be in the playoffs to be a contender uh we're ways off and then he went and said all we need is a tweak here or there and we're back in back in there so his confusion aside, are the Warriors done as title contenders?
1: You know what I I, I agree with his sort of like um, paradox statement because if you look at it, those few little tweaks is the center position, and is if Clay comes back super healthy and and is the same level he was before, if not better, right? Mm. So because a healthy a healthy Splash Brothers plus Draymond, you're still gonna have. I I would say. Uh, six seed at the max, eight eight or even the fifth seed, uh, Western Conference team, right? Mm-hmm. That's the okay. that's the peak for that. And then add on to a decent center. That I I think I don't think Wiseman fits into that their system that well. But if Wiseman could do some stuff that they need for him to do, yeah, they could they could be uh, I don't know, a six seed or a fifth seed at the most. For me, all right.
0: I think they need a little bit deeper bench. Um, I think. Um, I mean, I like some of the young guys. I, I like Jordan Poole. I like T- Toscano Anderson from what I've seen oh, yeah. in the, in the limit. Yeah. He's a player. That, guy, that yeah. kid can play. Um, I think if you brought Kavon Looney and James Wiseman and kind of split the position a little bit like what you did with um, Mark and uh, Serge, you yeah. know, uh, an offense defense type of thing. Because yeah. Wiseman's not, not there defensively, but he's pretty good on offense. He's a pretty good kid on offense. The other thing, too, is. We forget how a how young he is and b how little basketball, high level basketball, he's played. He played like two games for Memphis mm-hmm. and then sent mm-hmm. that out with an injury or whatever, right? So like, come yeah. on, this kid needs a lot more reps. And he, he, I'm looking forward to seeing him in in uh, August in the in the summer league. Just to, I mean, as much as anyone watches summer league, um, just <laughs> see, I just want to see him get some t- some, some touches, some reps, and, and and see how he can do. But
1: and- I also I also really like just to just to throw it in there. I like where where Andrew Wiggins is at. Yep. I think he's becoming some, uh becoming a more all around player. Um, it's good that he's not. The spotlight is never really on him, good or bad, right? Like on a bad night, you're not going to talk about him. On a good night, yeah, you'll give him his props, but you're going to look at Steph and Kurt and Green first before you go talk to him. I think if they could move uh, Kelly Oubre for something, I think it's there because you have all the young guys move down to the bench, and then mm. you have a, a sixth a sixth starting five with Curry, Clay, uh, Wiggins, uh, Green, and uh, Wiseman. That's a solid. That's a solid five. I say
0: that is a solid five, and I agree. And I agree they're a playoff team. I I, um, I think this year, you know, Steph had to carry a lot of load. I mean, Draymond Greenhouse has to figure out how to get uh, how to get some points. He, yeah. you know. Like he's the only player in the last however many years, I think it was twenty years they said that yep. had more rebounds and assists than points.
1: Yeah, and and that's why I feel like Clay is such a huge factor because he actually those last two playing games, you see the Warriors get exposed for certain things that they lack yeah. in the starting two stars, with uh, Curry's uh, turnovers and with uh, Green's inability to close games out and then score or hit a shot, right. Mm-hmm. And Clay covers that perfectly. When Curry has been handling the ball too much, you pass it on to Clay and you let him run some stuff. If you need a last minute shot and Curry's covered, Clay is there, right? So I think that's the X factor: how healthy and how much uh, Clay comes back to his original form.
0: I agree. And if I'm the the Warriors and with Clay Thompson, the minute he's cleared for 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 playing, uh, he's doing some shooting drills, and then he goes back in the Tupperware, and I save him for the season. Because I'm not uh, gonna <laughs> put them yeah. in the deep freezer in the in the garage and then thaw them out, you know, mid October. Because and like play and as for as for a preseason game, yeah, no, you're not playing preseason. Yeah.
1: or just you have them play the first half and then commentate the second half.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the the great thing about uh, the Warriors, though, is the question to me isn't whether they're a playoff team; it's whether they're a contender, a title contender, mm-hmm. and. Uh depending on how free agency goes. I mean the league turns over so much, but depending on how free agency goes, if it's just the team that you described, I don't think they're a I I don't think they're a true title contender anymore. I just don't. I think other teams have passed them up and the Western Conference, because of the if they were in the East, it'd be a lot easier. The path is a lot easier because you're you're definitely a top four team in the East with that lineup. Yeah. Um you know the Lakers are gonna spend, you know the Clippers because uh, spoiler alert for the NBA: fans. The Clippers are not winning the title. The Clippers are yeah. going to go crazy and be like, "All right, we don't care about the tax. We don't care about anything. We bring us the ghost. You know, the ghost of Larry Bird. We will take. You know, like, we don't care. Just bring everybody. Like they'll spend like drunken sailors. Yeah. So to me, and trade. You know, they're, they're going to trade away the the right to participate in the draft. I think it's what their next move is. we we don't we will never have draft picks if we can trade for julius randall Like you know what i mean like i just think they're gonna go nuts um and as a result it's hard to say i agree with you they're definitely a top they're definitely a top six team in in the west next year but i don't see them i really don't depending on Maybe what happens in Portland, I don't know that there are true contenders. I think Denver's ahead of them. I think the Lakers are ahead of them. I think yeah. uh, the Clippers are probably right right there with them. Let's go for coin flip. And I think depending on what, if what Dallas does, if Dallas decides that they're going to, you know, Matt, you know, obviously they're maxing out Luca, but if they want to like the if Mark Cuban says okay, it's been long enough, we got to go, it's go time.
1: What if they let? What if they get Larry Markkinen? Yeah, I mean, I like Larry. I,
0: I want Larry Marketing in, in Toronto, to be honest. I think I, he and Cam Birch to me are the perfect center combination.
1: No, I agree with you. It was just, uh, I was just reading today, actually. That was one of the yeah. rumors. That I was just yeah, yeah, team. He wants
0: to go to Denver. I, I sorry, to Dallas. I saw that too.
1: Um, yeah, but you're if, they get Markin,
0: if they get Marketing, it's good. I think if you get Marketing and then, oh, I don't know, a certain. Veteran point guard who enjoys taking charges and can organize defense and take the ball uh, out of um, Luca's hands, so he doesn't have to, you know, do everything on offense. I'm yeah. just saying that's that's a team.
1: Yeah. No, I think definitely the question mark for da- uh, the Mavericks is still the the defense and like the cohesiveness of how they could go into a deep playoff run. But that's that's the other point why, where I would give the Warriors, because they have been play- playoff proven, right? They have been finals yes, proven, and you that's still fair. have that core 3 That's the only reason why I would put them above teams like maybe uh, Mavs and maybe even Clippers, sure, because but- they haven't shown anything. Where Where is that playoff Paul George? There is no playoff Paul George. Yeah, uh, anyway. is, is, is Kawhi going to be effective on a long playoff run? Um, I don't think so, because they don't have a system like we did where we could put on – a Pascal instead of a Kawhi for a couple minutes, right? So those are big question marks for me because, I don't know, Clippers don't look good. Um, Denver will be definitely contending contender in the future. Lakers, of course. Um, uh, But, yeah, after that, it's still all a bit of a toss-up with the West. I mean,
0: we'll see how far Utah goes and see if they're for real in the playoffs. I, I have, yeah, really, I have yeah. a little bit of doubt because they haven't done it yet, but I think they, they can. But yeah. I, in terms of the Warriors, I don't see the Warriors in a seven-game series in the playoffs next year if, if Jamal Murray's healthy. They don't beat Denver.
1: They don't beat, the
0: La- they don't beat the Lakers. Yeah, I think it's a toss-up right now between them and Utah, but if Utah's healthy and gets, playoff, gets a good run in playoffs, I think Utah gives them a hard time too. So I just – as a true title contender, I don't know that they're there. But, again, who knows? Free agency is a funny thing, right? And those guys, the Warriors, people forget, the Warriors are not afraid to spend. They're not yeah. afraid to make a big move and, and get them in, right? Like, and, hey, and we, this just,
1: sort of, we just this won the title. Let's go like, find Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yeah. And this season for them was sort of like our season, right, where it's sort of like a like a bunt season where it's just like, okay, play is going to be out for the whole season. Let's see. How much these young guys could prove themselves to be NBA players and uh we'll do our best to hold over Green and Curry.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I'm I'm with you hundred percent. So playoffs are start, you know started the first day uh yesterday was was great. There's another great day today on Sunday. Yeah. Uh and isn't it great to just have basketball, like true playoff basketball? Yeah. Like the bubble was fine, but isn't it nice to see like arenas are starting to get fans and stuff? Isn't that really yeah. nice?
1: Yeah. Canada needs to pick its stuff up, but uh, it's definitely we're envying everything that's going on in the states right now. Yeah, um, it's, I, it's I, I can't really wait to get back to, to watch a game. Yeah, right. Tables no. have Go ahead. No, nothing. I was just saying the tables have turned.
0: Yeah, they have. But I'm, 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 I want um the denver uh sorry the the dallas uh, clipper game i watched most of the celtics game last night it kind of kind of, uh, the first uh bit of the the uh portland Denver game and the yeah. games the games are good like it's not like so there's good. like oh, okay it's just a blowout. i have a feeling today that might be different when uh, brooklyn <laughs> uh sorry uh when philly is taking on uh uh Washington. I think that's maybe yeah. a, a little more of a blow, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. Harrison, thanks again. And uh, we'll have you back soon. Great talking to you, David. Take care. Yeah. Take care. Well, that's the show for this week. Again, big thanks to Harrison for hopping on and chopping up some of those topics. We look forward to having him back again. We also look forward to growing the show, so if you like the show, please like, share it, subscribe. Spotify is a great spot for that. Uh, I'd like to end off this week's show by just saying once again thank you to everybody who's reached out uh, um, after uh, my Instagram post and let me know that they were thinking about me. It's very much appreciated best thing you can do however friends is to go and make sure that you get your vaccination it is available now for anybody 12 and up so please go get that shot and remember stay home stay safe wash your hands and we'll talk to you again in seven days